On this episode, I invite a bunch, a bunch, a bunch. I invite a bunch of Vayner Media employees to ask me some questions. Chuck, and this is episode 116 of the Ask Gary V Show. We are now back in a uh, VaynerMedia conference room. We decided to do a VaynerMedia episode. When was the last episode that we did this on? Anybody know the number? 69? Very good job. Stefan wins the battle. Where were you on that, India? Sorry. <laughs> were you even around for episode 69 yet? I was. I think I was on my best ones. And you didn't remember? Yeah, not a good job. Um, thrilled the jury duty is over. Pumped to be doing the show in front of a bunch of the VaynerMedia peeps, which is exciting for me. And so, uh, India, let's get into the show. Good job. Good job, I'm proud of you. All right, let's do it. Who's up first? Oh, yeah, sure. You want me to? Yeah. All right, do it. You're ready. This is all, it goes straight, Zang. Black and white, right? Black and white, baby. Very good. <laughs> Why don't you tell the Vayner Nation who you are, and then you get to fire away, my friend. My name is David Zhang, at the Zhang on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nice. A little, don't worry, Zhang. If you watch the show, it actually pops up here. It's going to get linked up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, my question for you, Gary, is 10 years from now, Ten years from now, what industry will be going through the most disruption? So what is going to be like the media industry 10 years from now? So, 10 years from now, so first of all, and I like to say this a lot, I, I don't think I'm Nostradamus, I don't like to predict. Uh, I will tell you this, I'm gonna take your question in a different place because I don't really, I mean all, all of them, which is really where I'm gonna go with this. I think that Uber, Airbnb, you know, these companies that are really disrupting markets and very, like the hotel industry is really disrupted by Airbnb. Like the limo, like if you're in the limo business, like your shit's in trouble because of Uber, right? So. These companies, I think most of us, most of the people watching, think that these are anomalies, right? We call them unicorns in the tech VC world and I think people think they're so special. I actually think they're the preview. I think that every single company that is in existence today that is not 100% software, technology-based first is massively vulnerable. And I think 10 years might be a little bit too early but if you told me 20, 30 years from now, like. You know, e-com I think is much smaller than people realize. It only represents 12-13% of all commerce transactions in the US. That means it has, oh I don't know, 88% to go, right? So I think there's a lot of industries, I think on-demand dynamics, right? Like laundry mats I think are in deep shit because I think I'm gonna press a button somebody's gonna do my laundry, right? Like you look at what SHIP is doing and picking up people's stuff and like shipping it for them which I think bodes poorly for the FedEx store. I think you can really kind of go on anything that hasn't been disrupted by technology really going that route and so I think the last 10 years so much has happened, right? This didn't exist 10 years ago. This literally didn't exist 10 years ago. I think the next 10 years will stun people and I think people are grossly misunderstanding the exponential growth of technology and software eating up our society and breaking the the norms that we're just accustomed to. I would also throw one other thing. I I think higher education I think is 
stunningly vulnerable and I don't think it will be disrupted in 10 years but obviously we talked about this in a prior show. I think, I think once the parents stop caring that their kids go to Harvard and Yale, uh, which I think is only one or two generations again, I, I think education is an interesting place to look at. Thanks, nice sure, man. Thanks. Cool, man. Let's go. Why don't you clap for Zhang? That feels more festive. That feels, that feels more festive. I like that. All right. All right, let's go, let's go. Molly. Hi. Hey, Molly. Hi, Gary. How are you? How are you? I'm Molly. Nice to meet you, Vayner Nation. <laughs> what is your question, Molly? My question is, I read an article in the New York Times recently. Is that a newspaper? It is a newspaper, but my mom sent it to me on Facebook. Amazing. So, um, it was called No Time to Be Nice at Work. Okay. It was all about how, like, the workplace is becoming a hostile environment now because people aren't civil to one another because of a bunch of external factors. They're focused on a bunch of other different things. Like what? So people aren't nice to each other because the pressure of day-to-day tasks, they're thinking about something else when they're in a conversation with somebody. Okay. How do you find... What was the point of the article? Like, what was it trying to say? It was trying to say that, like, there's always time to kind of, like, take a deep breath and, like, say hi, how are you yep. to somebody, which I think you do a really yep. good job of. Okay. So how do you find the time to, like, focus? We're having a conversation right now. This is a great example. <laughs> but, like, how do you find the time to, like, focus, be nice to people, stay in the moment, that kind of thing? How do I personally? Yes, you personally. Um, you know, I don't think I really have any other gear. I, I truly believe like DNA and like the way you were brought up is real. Like I truly look around this room and there's different levels of being a nice person in this room. It's just real. It's just a real thing, right? Like, like for me it's super easy. I, so here's what I would say. I think that one thing I like to say a lot is money and, and, and micro fame or real fame doesn't change a person, it just exposes a person. So the amount of people that like write me emails or like see me in the street and like, wow, you were, like will send a tweet after they get to take a selfie with me in the street and they're like, wow, Gary Vee's a really nice guy. Like you actually get credit for being a nice person the more exposure you get, which I think is silly, Mm -hmm. which I think is kind of just a, a weird kind of dynamic. So I think that falls in the same realm as your question, which is, you know, I don't think like external things in the world, like 24-7 world, like I don't think anything's really changed. Like I don't think Gertrude is nicer or meaner because it's 2013 and not 1955 anymore, right? I I really don't think that, I just think Gertrude's a bitch and like decided not to be nice just like she wouldn't have been nice 30 years ago. And so uh, for me, I don't even know any other gear. As a matter of fact, I'm probably a little bit weird the other way which is, you know, I'm so uncomfortable with, you know, negativity, and angst and things of that nature that I attack it in reverse. A lot of my day is is taken up trying to make sure that's contained and not happening. So it's just my default. I think there's a lot of value in it. I'm, I'm stunned how many people undervalue a head nod or a hey. For me, because I'm, as you guys know, I'm running around so much, so much of my stuff is like a wink or a smile or a hey. It's just I don't have the time. Um, but it's so nice. Like I, I think people, people really value effort mm-hmm. and intent. And I think you can get away with doing so much of that stuff with such little stuff, right? And so, um, for me it's easy because my parents had sex at the right moment to give me my DNA. And, thank you Kim. And, and uh, my, mom, my mom really, you know, parented me in a way to really value other people and, and all that kind of stuff. And so, I just haven't known any different. 
I love that I get like extra credit for it nowadays because a couple of people follow me on social media. But for me, there's, you know, and, and, and more importantly, and I think you know this, and I think a lot of you know this, and some of you don't know this, but it's, what's more interesting to me is I believe in it so much, the level of which I'm forcing it down below me, not just leading by example, but being pretty upfront with senior leadership of how much it matters to me mm-hmm. is, uh, I think, helps our company. For sure. Cool. It does. Thanks, Mo. All right. How are you, brother? Good, how are you? I'm well. I'm Merv. Um, fantasy sports. The daily fantasy sports market has blown up lately. Um, DraftKings bought by Disney, FanDuel partnering with NBC Sports. How do you think that changes the game for us as fans and as marketers? Does it shift us more to being fans of players instead of teams and is loyalty gone? Merv, that's a good question. I am, if, so if Tom Brady's leg fell off his body today in the news, I'd be happy, right? I'm more than happy to say that. I understand how that's disgusting as a human being, but it's the truth, so I'm just telling the truth. If tomorrow Tom Brady got traded to the Jets, I would love him with all my heart. So you're talking to somebody who completely and utterly, 100% all in, only roots for the logo, not the player. Video games, sports memorabilia, and now more than ever, fantasy sports, has clearly created a culture. I I had a a family event, unfortunately, a a negative family event, but but 90, Liz's 99 year old grandmother passed away, we had a ceremony before, and Liz's cousin, was there, he's young, and he's a Seahawks fan. And we're sitting in the living room and Sports Center comes up and Peyton Manning comes up and he's like, yeah, Peyton, he's like nine or 11. Yeah, Peyton Manning, the man, I love you, Peyton Manning. And I looked at him and said, you're a Seahawks fan. <laughs> like you played each other in the Super Bowl. He's like, yeah, but I love Peyton Manning, fantasy, five touch. I was like, this sucks. Like I hate, like the for me, and I'm, by the way, this whole show for 116 episodes I say, don't be romantic, don't be romantic, don't be romantic. And that's because I think business, like it's a very deadly sin. In sports, I am outrageously romantic. It's the one place where I think I'm the worst version of myself. And it is stunning for me how much I hate player culture where like you are a Giants fan but you like a Cowboy player. Like it makes no sense to me. I've been in environments. One of the great things that has ever happened to me on this issue was I was at a sports bar before a Jets game because I can never be in a bar setting for a Jets game but before a Jets game There was a Giants fan wearing an Eli Manning jersey and the Giants were killing the Eagles. And a random touchdown by Deshaun Jackson happens and the Giant fan goes, yeah! And I looked at him and said, you are a piece of I'm like, how in the world did, he's like, Deshaun's on my fantasy team. So, this was the game several years ago where the Eagles had a furious comeback in the fourth quarter and Deshaun Jackson had the kickoff and scored and the Eagles came back and won that game after being down by like three touchdowns. I was so happy. A happiness that I can't even explain that that guy got it stuck to him yeah. for cheering for a fantasy thing over his favorite football team. But that's something I'm romantic about, so how do I think? I think most of the kids these days and even the grown-ups are getting rewired to be more player-centric. I think that's really dangerous for the leagues. You wanna talk about something that could happen in 10 to 20 to 30 years? I truly believe before I die, the five to 15 most influential athletes within a league will go out and start a separate league and pull it off. Before I die, I believe that will happen. And I think that's super interesting tying question one to question three on this episode because I think that they're gaining disproportionate leverage 
the cost of entry of distribution TV rights is changing and I think there'll be smart business people that will come in and pay them to go start that league and change the dynamics. I think it's a very slippery slope for the leagues to go down this path. But they will because the money is short term and they'll take it. Cool man, thanks for the question. Hey, how are you? Good, how are you? Good. Kim Francis, uh, month two at VaynerMedia. Yes, Merv, you're also month what? One, two, one and a half? (laughs) Some newbies on the show. Yes, absolutely. So one of the things I love most about being here is the hustle, way of life. I think it's amazing. Okay. Um, What are your suggestions when working with external partners who you got to work with to get the job done? Yeah. Who don't share your hustle? (laughs) You mean like the rest of the entire world? Um, Exactly. uh, You know, and from an agency dynamic, we're stuck, right? Like, like you want to look good in the sandbox, which for people that don't understand, you you know, you work with a brand, you got four, five, six, three different agency partners, and it's important that, you know, what a brand hates that we work with is when the agencies are playing politics with each other because their assumption is that we as Vayner are trying to get the money of this person and, and that makes sense. That's a cynical point of view. That's the right point of view, by the way, 90% of the time. And so I, and you may not fully know this, but some of the people that have been here a little bit longer, I'm actually very aggressive of like, don't go down that route. We'll get ours by just showing what we're about. But it makes it frustrating for all of you that are in the trenches because I'm probably taking, I'm probably pushing it even too far of like, be nice to everybody, even though they suck, or you think they suck. Um, and so, they suck, I, just said I get it. I think everyone sucks. And so <laughs> I, I think that, um, I think that it's, it's a balancing act, okay. right? It's a really fine, tight rope. I, I think letting your work speak for itself is a very smart strategy. I think the truth is undefeated, meaning I do think eventually the truth bubbles up, right? Now, you may have a flawed judge of the truth. You know, like the, there's a human being that runs that brand that may not see it, may be tricked, may have too much romance for the prior world or logos over team players. Um, and so I think that, uh, I think you have to assess who the judge and jury is, at number one, because that's just the real game. Uh, I think you need to build a relationship for real outside of what's happening in the room with those people because let's not forget, they're just humans that work for a company and I have found that a lot of times they realize they stink too because maybe their company stinks and at least that at least gets you aligned where you're not mad at the person, you're mad at a logo which I think oftentimes takes a lot of venom out of the situation, makes it all more palpable. Um, so I think what it comes down to is good old fashioned communication on all levels. Your own team, as somebody who's a little more senior, one of the things that we struggle with here at Vayner is the youngsters don't fully get it all the way, they haven't been through it. So they're looking just at the narrow, like this project isn't done at Thursday at four, they stink, like there's a lot more going on than that. So I think communication with your team, to the side, the different players, the client, just communication, communication, communication. I like it, thank you. You got it. Selfish question, I would say. I'm just kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Yeah. I'm not moving, D Rock. How's it going, Gary? Short. Hey. You move, motherfucker. <laughs> hey, Vayner Nation, my name's Jody Gowan. Nice to meet you. Nice Happy to meet you. Met you. Um, all right, so we talk a lot about press and the pros and cons of getting press, um, but even in like bad press situations, someone will, like some troll, will always bring up the argument, like, well, at least we're talking about it, right? <laughs> right. So, the thought of like all press is good press? Yeah. What's your thoughts on that? Agree or disagree? Fundamentally disagree. Like, if somebody said you're a murderer and a child molester, if you think that's good, <laughs> if you think that's good press, you're out of your fucking mind, right? So, like, the thought that all press is good press is ludicrous. 
everything matters contextually. It's the same reason I feel crazy about media in our world. Everybody thinks all impressions are equal. They're not. Like the content matters. Like the way people feel about you matters. If they think like, I'm adamantly against that and I think that's, I think the people that say all press is good press are people that get bad press. <laughs> like, like I really do. Like, like I can't wrap my head around like bad press being a good thing. Like, how? That completely does the thing that pisses me the most off about media. It takes the context out of the equation. Well, you still reached 11 million people. Like, really? Like, like Donald Trump's getting a shitload of press right now. Do we think that's good? Like, who could possibly think that's good? Like, that's a crazy thought. And so, I think that's a. Uh, that's a ma- massive misnomer, and I'm I'm very disrespectful to anybody that believes that to be true, Jordy. Perfect. Thank you. You got it. <laughs> Didn't think child molester was gonna get dropped on this episode. <laughs> we have bonus question. Let's go. Why is Alice in the bonus question? Okay. My Uh-oh. question, I'm scheduling a one-on-one. You know, Got it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm very also, I'm very nervous. I don't really know. <laughs> I have no idea what I'm about to ask or what's going to come out of my Really? Mouth. I'm excited. Um, <laughs> I love improv. Um, shoot. Oh, my gosh. Um, so what was either your first or your most embarrassing screen name? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> one of my AOL chat names way back in the day was G-Nuts with a Z. <laughs> G-E-E-N-U-T-Z. That, uh, that one is a good one. <laughs> that, is, uh, that is your answer, Allison. That's Not bad for an improv profession. Yeah, good job. great. Awesome. Let's clap that up. Is that it, India? Is it? Oh, man. Appreciate the live audience. Give a little, give a little, give a little camera action for everybody. Um, appreciate you guys. Hope you guys all have a good Fourth of July. Uh, G nuts is signing off for the Fourth of July. Uh, question of the day: How badly do you want to work here? You keep asking questions. I'll keep answering them. Thanks, guys. Yeah.